Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting the AppleBits XL. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who accept your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. And thanks to Indeed for also supporting the AppleBits XL podcast. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract interview, and hire all in one place. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job, plus earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to learn more. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, aka BTZ, doing it nice, slow, and easy. Welcome, everybody. This is the show where we cover the latest, the greatest, the big stuff that's happening inside and kind of outside the Apple world. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming out. If you're new and this is your first time, hey, thanks for coming. If you've been a regular or you keep on coming back or you support the show, thank you. Thank you, thank you. So we got some new stories coming up. Um, maybe some rumblings about when we'll actually see the new M2 MacBook Air. We're also going to talk about the current M2 MacBook Pro 13-inch, some new findings there, as well as something going on in the M2 Pro chip space. So you obviously want to stick around. This is episode 225. Thanks so much for hanging out. And again, if you want to be a part of this show, all you got to do is record a voice memo Send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. Your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, and guess what? We'll talk about it. Also, thank you to all of you who make this show possible. This show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my show. All my content, it starts at $2 per month, goes up to 5 which is like a cup of coffee, 10 25 or the $100 platinum Apple level. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support it. You get early access to my content, rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of this podcast. No ads. You don't even hear this. It's pretty smooth. So there you go. Thanks so much for supporting patreon.com slash Brian Tong. All right, let's jump right into the show. And sometimes before you get started, you got to look back and remember how we got here. And what? Where am I? where am I taking this? Well, today was the 15th anniversary of when the iPhone, the original iPhone, went on sale. Now, I remember I was there at the keynote when Steve Jobs first announced it. You know, he announced it, he described it as an iPod, an iPhone, and an internet mobile communicator. These are not three separate devices, he said. He repeated himself The crowd went bonkers, and he said, today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. Now, if you take yourself back to when it was sold, where were you 15 years ago on June 29th, 2007? Some of you, some of you listening, honestly, may not have even been alive. Some of you older heads were in line, like I was, I waited outside the Apple store in Palo Alto, it was Apple's second retail store. There was so much buzz. There was so much energy. I think it was after a work day. I jumped in line around, 
I kind of actually I left work early and I jumped in around in line around. I believe it was like twelve or one or two p.m. and then everyone just waited, and it was damn exciting. If you also recall, I believe someone's going to double check me on this. I believe they first sold the phone. They retailed it for four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Is four hundred or was it five hundred or six hundred bucks? I think it was four hundred and ninety nine dollars. And then later, they actually lowered the price to I believe was it three ninety nine. But then people who bought it for that four ninety nine price point end up getting like a one hundred dollar uh, gift card or credit towards buying Apple goods because you you got to remember four ninety nine for a phone back then was a lot but people were still willing to pay it it wasn't that i don't it if i recall the price drop wasn't because the product wasn't selling but people were compared to the what else was out there on the market people were kind of complaining about the price but look at us now 15 years later basically we no longer have one single iphone model we have multiple models and the high-end model typically starts around that 999 price point so 15 late 15 years later, the top-of-the-line iPhone starts at twice the price point as the original iPhone. But the the iPhone changed everything. If you look up, you know, you want to have some fun, there was like a 15-year retrospective done by Joanna Stern on the Wall Street Journal where she kind of tracked the life of someone who was basically born during the iPhone and how their lives changed and how other people's lives changed over the course of of 15 years. Now this year we will see the iPhone 14. At least that's what we believe. And it should happen. All indications though that it will be the iPhone 14. You got to remember though, remember when the iPhone 10 came out on its 10th anniversary, they did announce if I recall right, the 8 that the iPhone 8 and also the 10, the X at the same time. I don't think we're going to do anything like that this year. But it is the 15-year anniversary when the original iPhone went on sale. It's always fun to look back. There's so much nostalgia around this. I mean, if any of you have any iPhone stories, just to kind of take us back a little, and you want to tell us about them, you know, we haven't had you guys and gals call in for a while, but I'd love to hear your story. If you can keep it around a minute and a half to two minutes, Send in a voice recording or voice memo to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That is applebits with a Z, show at gmail.com. And I still have my original iPhone. It still freaking works. I never sold it. I'm so glad I held on to it. It is, it, I, have, it's, I have so many fond memories of it. It's just incredible. So we have, you know, just pay homage, pay respect to the original iPhone. And I mean, it's kind of weird because the iPhone was announced in San Francisco. I was there. I'm actually recording this podcast in a hotel in San Francisco. I'm sitting on the floor. I have pillows around uh, my computer and this microphone because guess what? We don't sleep. The Apple Bits XL, I, I pretty much deliver you an episode every week and you all keep on showing up and listening. And it is amazing. So thank you so much. But yeah, 15 years ago, I was also in San Francisco when the announcement was made. Um, of course, the product actually went on sale and then I was in Palo Alto, but it's kind of fun to to look back and just take a moment and be like, damn, the iPhone was, I'm sorry to say, a game changer, an absolute game changer. 
incredible. All right, what's the newest incredible product coming from Apple that everyone wants to know about, that everyone is waiting for, that I've been hyping up for like over, geez, a year now? The M2 MacBook Air, according to Mac Rumors, they have been told from a retail store that the redesigned M2 MacBook Air with the all-new silicon chip is going to be available for customers starting Friday, July 15th. Now, this cannot be confirmed by Apple, obviously. It cannot be even confirmed by me. I have no idea. But the report says that it will be available for customers starting Friday, July 15th. Would that mean that pre-orders would happen a week before? I guess that would be July 8th, potentially. Well, we'll have to find out. But that's what's targeting. Remember, a new redesigned body that's thinner and lighter. It's got the new M2 chip with its improved performance. It's a fanless design. It comes in multiple colors, an all-new midnight that is like a, a black, dark, midnight blue combo that looks different depending on the shade of light. It have the starlight, kind of champagne gold, silver and space gray, a larger screen, no longer 13.3. This one is going to be 13.6 inches. An improved 1080p webcam with the benefits of the processor or for the image processing and the notch is going to be there. And it, you know what? I stopped complaining about it because I own a MacBook Pro. Quite honestly, arguably in my mind, one of the most polished products Apple has put out in a long time and it's for the pros. Well, the Air starts at $1,199. You can max configure it to... 24 gigs of RAM costs $24.99 at that high end with the full uh, highest storage capacity. So I'm excited about this computer. Shauna, my lady, she's looking for a new computer and I've been telling her to hold out to wait out and this is going to be her new computer. Absolutely. So the rumors as we as it stands right now, based on this report from Mac Rumors. The all-new M2 Apple Silicon chip MacBook Air will be available on Friday, July 15th. We'll see, we'll see how that all shakes out, but that could be exciting. Now, we talked about how the M2 MacBook Pro, the 13-inch model, obviously has been released. Reviews are touting its great performance. In general, right, it's delivering what we expect. You do have a fan in the 13-inch MacBook Pro, so reportedly we'll have more sustained performance. People haven't necessarily push that aspect of it. But a new finding from Max Tech on YouTube has found that the base model entry-level 13-inch MacBook Pro with the M2 chip with the 256 gigs of storage has a significantly slower solid-state hard drive read and write speeds compared to the equivalent previous generation that has the M1 chip in it. So what they found using the uh, Blackmagic's disk speed test found that the SSDs, which is the solid-state drive, which is the hard drive inside of these, um, read and write speeds are around 50% slower on the base model M2, 50% slower reading, and around 30% slower writing compared to the 13-inch MacBook Pro with the M1 chip. 
and 256 gigs of storage. So MaxTech actually disassembled the new 13-inch MacBook Pro and found that the 256-gig model is equipped with a single NAND flash storage chip, whereas the M1 has two NAND chips that are most likely 128 gigs each. And the difference and how this could be explained is that the newer model has a slower SSD and also multiple storage chips like the split 128 gigs in the M1 MacBook Pro 13-inch also allows for faster speeds when used in parallel. Now, there's no explanation why it's this way. This is a finding that has been found now that that has been been released. But uh, again, I've always, I've been saying it. I told it, said it with John and Sam who were here about two weeks ago. The MacBook Pro 13-inch is still the redheaded stepchild. You're starting to see... Other people talk about like where does this fit in the lineup, and it's just it's just a placeholder for now. It's not a and the thing about it, it's not a bad product, but it's just holding down that spot for a little while. Now, I think another thing that people talk about when we talk about Apple's laptops and in this space is like I hear from so many people that say, "Yo, when is Apple just going to put a 5G modem chip in their laptops?" And we've seen patents about it. Apple doesn't seem to be doing it. I remember when I was in a briefing with Apple, you know, people continue to ask this question. And the discussion point is, and I actually agree with this, if you have an iPhone on a carrier service with 5G, just use your phone as the hotspot. Most of the plans today have a built-in aspect where your phone can be a hotspot. And when I'm using my iPad, I use my phone as the hotspot. When I use my laptop, I use my phone as the hotspot. Do we really... Our phones are on us literally 99% of the time. And if you have a laptop with you, your phone is still with you 99% of the time. Just do the hotspot. It also drive. It also keeps the cost lower and it's still the same solution. So I get it. Some people just like the idea of like, oh a built-in 5G modem chip in my computer, I'm saying I literally just click on my Wi-Fi icon and choose hotspot and boom, it's there. And I, it's it would be the same as if it was in the machine. So I don't think it's that big of an issue right now, personally. And if they do bring it directly in the computer, great. But it's not like there's not a solution that actually works and is just as easy as using it directly in your laptop. I think the biggest complaint will be, oh, it drains battery life on my phone. And yes, it does. And the phones have really, really good battery life these days. So if that's the main reason, yes. Will it eventually come? That remains to be seen. But the other thing that we have going on here is that Ming-Chi Kuo recently reports that Apple, who did acquire all these cellular patents from Intel... And over the last several years, we've been talking about, oh, Apple's going to develop their own uh, antennas, 5G modem chips for the new iPhones. They're trying to push themselves away from Qualcomm as a supplier so they can be independent. But according to Ming-Chi Kuo, that is not happening. He is saying that Apple's work on the 5G modem chip has, quote-unquote, failed. Basically, they haven't really delivered. And Qualcomm is expected to remain the supplier of their 5G modems, 
for the 2023 iPhone. This is according to Ming-Chi Kuo's report. They will remain the exclusive supplier for iPhones expected in 2023, which would run up to the iPhone 15 and make up 100% of the supply share. Previous estimates had it targeted as around 20% Qualcomm uh, 5G modems and the rest coming from somewhere else, a.k.a. Apple. But now Qualcomm is expected to supply 100% of the chips for the 2023 iPhone lineup instead of just 20%. Now, we know that Apple's going to continue to keep on developing their 5G chips. I mean, it works in their favor too. The more components they control, the more they can optimize the software, they can optimize the battery, drain on it, they can make it custom to their device. But at the moment, it's going to take more time for them to work that out. Uh, they you know, they created a whole division down in San Diego to address this, which conveniently, there's a lot of people from Qualcomm because Qualcomm's headquarters is in San Diego. So this stuff isn't easy, but that's what's happening. Expect a Qualcomm 5G modems in the 2023 iPhone lineup, which would expect to be the iPhone 15 family. All right, thanks again to ZocDoc for supporting the Apple Bits XL. If you're a fan of it, we know that sushi is incredible, but gas station sushi, eh, not so much. So finding the right sushi makes all the difference. Guess what? The same goes for finding the right doctor. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood, one that makes you feel like you're in good hands, you're supported, and you're heard, even if you're telling them about your favorite sushi place. Now, ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out, or anything else that I don't want to talk about. ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Find and review local doctors, read verified patient reviews from real people who made real appointments. And now when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set to see someone in your network who gets you. So go to ZocDoc.com, find the right doctor that is right for you, and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. It's a go-to wherever you need to find and book a quality doctor. So go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash AppleBits. ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits. Also, big thanks to Indeed for sponsoring the podcast You've looked at your business hiring from every angle, but there's something you feel like you're missing in your core. Like, you know, it could be faster. And guess what? You're right because you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Find great talent faster through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instamatch, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes online Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. Now, even better, Indeed is the only job site where you pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. 
And Indeed is an unbelievably powerful hiring partner, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talentness. Join more than three million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. One of the features that stands out to me the most is virtual interviews because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place. Indeed makes it easy to connect with your applicants. No need to install anything extra. Indeed's virtual interviews work from your browser. Indeed saves you headaches. You can interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You could do it all in one place with Indeed. Sign up for Indeed now and get a $75 credit towards your first sponsored job, plus earn up to $500 extra in sponsored job credits with Indeed's virtual interviews. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to learn more. Claim your credits at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. In more stories, you know that I'm obviously a user that is looking for the most power that they can pack into these machines. So I'm definitely very invested in what the M2 Pro, M2 Max, M2 Ultra, M2, whatever they call it. Maybe it is the M2 Extreme for these new Mac Pro desktops that potentially could come out sometime in the year of 2022. Well, the latest report from Digitimes says that TSMC, one of Apple's manufacturing partners, will manufacture Apple's upcoming M2 Pro and M3 chips based on its three nanometer process. Now, Apple's reportedly had booked the TSMC capacity for a three nanometer M3 and M2 Pro processor. You know, in the latest newsletter from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman, he also expects the M2 Pro to be used in future products like the 14-inch MacBook Pro, 16-inch MacBook Pro, and a high-end Mac Mini. The report says TSMC will begin volume production of the 3 nanometer chips in the second half of 2022. If we're looking at something like the M3, Gurman expects the chip to be used in the updated 13-inch MacBook Air, which is in, let's look down the road, like 2023. And be honest, because we haven't even gotten to the M2 13-inch MacBook Air yet. All new rumored 15-inch MacBook Air, maybe a new iMac, and potentially the new 12-inch MacBook. All products rumored that could potentially have the M3. Also, if the M2 Pro is going to be based on the 3 nanometer process, if the M2 Max would also highly likely, like, and when I say that, I mean like 99.999% be based on the 3 nanometer process in this scenario as well. And it would be made for the high-end MacBook Pro and Mac Studio if that processor gets updated. And the reason why this is important, well, as these chips get smaller, they get more efficient while being more powerful. It's a huge boom and benefit, really more for portables because of uh, how it can help affect battery life as well. Um, With a computer that's plugged in 24-7, not necessarily as important. Also, more efficient you know, processing. Some of these machines are already stay very cool and their fans don't even go on already. So this kind of continues that trend of Apple really trying to squeeze as much bang as they can at 
while expending a lot less power than maybe their PC counterparts. That I mean, Apple's always pushed for performance with like a quarter of the power use. So if this is accurate, we could see even a greater kind of difference between the M2 Pro and M2 versus what we see with the M1 Pro and the M1 because the current M2, the standard M2 chip, is based on the 5 nanometer process. And if they make the M2 Pro chip based on the 3 nanometer process, it's going to give it a performance boost. So we'll see what happens. I think what it really, though, comes down to is, you know, the big, big leap happened, obviously, when Apple went from Intel to their own silicon. And from now, from M1 to M2, when you're when you're comparing similar chips, so M1 to M2, M1 Pro to M2 Pro, M1 Max to M2 Max, and so on and so on. The jump is not going to ever be as big as it was from Intel to M1. And these, I have to repeat how incredible these machines are and how fast Apple is turning the corner and innovating and pumping these things out at an incredible rate. We're we're in the M2 era right now, and it's only going to get better. And if they even use the three nanometer process, it's only going to get better, better within the M2 family. So something to look forward to. We'll see how it all plays out. Apple also won a patent for a dual monitor stand that appears to be based on the Pro stand designed as an option for the recent studio display and the Pro Display XDR. Now they had um, this patent first surfaced sometime in 2020. I remember seeing it. Think of it as like a, a long bar horizontal with two bars at the end. So it kind of creates like a, a big upside down U with a joint in the center. And then in the middle of each of these bars, as it's segmented by that joint in the center, the ability to mount an Apple display, which would potentially be two Apple displays. And the cool thing about that joint is that it would fold, so it would allow you to, instead of just having two days, two displays flat to each other, kind of be self-contained on a single bar, fold together like a V, and create this elegant dual display stand supporting both the... Pro Display XDR, my voice cracks because I get excited, and or the Studio Display. Patently Apple's, you know, this granted patent is simply just literally called the Dual Display Stand. And so it's trying to address some of the shortcomings of existing multi-display solutions with easier and precise adjustments for up to two external displays. Oh my God! Remember when people were complaining about the 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 uh, Pro Display Stand being nine ninety nine? If that thing is nine ninety nine, when I look at this thing, this thing is going to be two thousand bucks. This stand will be a minimum of two thousand bucks. It ain't going to be seventeen ninety nine. It's going to be nineteen ninety nine. It has to be based on. You can look up the patent. Go to Patently Apple. It's clever. It's genius. It looks beautiful. Um everything about this and you know it's going to have just those those slick moving it's not going to be janky or wobbly everything just flows 
and moves so nicely. It looks beautiful. Uh, I I think I've told people on here that I do own a single Pro Display XDR, which is incredible. Um, do I want? Would I love a mini LED display in the down the future, down the road? Yes, but is the Pro Display XDR still incredible? Yes. Am I complaining about it? Hell no. But this dual display stand just recently was awarded and granted a patent for Apple. So be on the lookout. I I think it's a very real possibility that we could see this with the new launch of a new Mac Pro as a display option. All right, let's just jump into some quick iPhone 14 news. We know that it's coming this fall. We know it typically comes in late September. That's never going to be a surprise. I think historically now we've started to see it launch at the end of roughly the third week in September. Um, According to reports, right, we already know that the iPhone 14 component shipments are now underway, right? All those pieces are coming into place, getting sent to the factories and the assembly lines. iPhone 14 production is to begin soon as Foxconn has started their annual hiring spree where they ramp up to address the demand to build more and more iPhone 14s. The other thing about here is, and we've heard this, but just just a reminder, yes, it'll have a notch. Yes, the iPhone 14 lineup will look nearly identical to the iPhone 13 lineup with maybe a subtle adjustment with the camera bulge. You'll still have the notch. Everyone's been saying, oh, there's going to be a new purple phone. I mean, it sounds silly. I've said this over and over, but I will be excited if there's a purple iPhone 14. But I can also like take that out of the equation, just look at the phone and say, hey, as a content creator, all the rumors of, hey, it's going to do 8K video, um, maybe potentially 4K cinematic mode. Um, We'll see how it all plays out. I think that camera is already so good that as a content creator, yes, I like 8K. I like 4K cinematic mode. Um, But most people are going to honestly still be fine with 4K and 1080p cinematic mode. I think that cinematic mode is incredible. I don't know anyone that is using it on the regular, and we'll see if that changes. But um, it's a smart feature, and for budding film creators, I think it is absolutely incredible. I just don't know anyone personally that uses it. But the other big piece of the puzzle is that it's expected that the entire iPhone 14 lineup will also bring six gigs of RAM and that the, across the entire lineup. So if you compare it to the 13 lineup, the 13 mini and the 13 had four gigs. Um, the 13 pro and pro max had six gigs. The iPhone 14 entire lineup from the 14 to the zoomered 14 max and 14 pro and 14 pro max will all have six gigs of storage. And uh, we saw what the European Union did recently by demanding and making the law that eventually all phones adopt USB-C, including the iPhone. Well, Brazil has become the latest country to propose a mandate for Apple to move away from the lightning connector on the iPhone and switch to USB-C. This is a report by Technoblog and... um. Look, if the EU can push it, you know, there's been a proposal in the U.S., but it hasn't been pushed through. 
Um, and really, there's a lot more bigger issues that we need to deal with here in this country, quite honestly. Um, but Brazil is looking to also replicate what the EU is doing and putting increased pressure from governments and agencies worldwide. They're all now adding pressure for the iPhone to use USB-C. There are all indications that the iPhone 14 lineup will still be lightning, but that the 15 would most likely be the phone that will finally transition, finally, to USB-C. So um, the thing about the legislation in Europe, it's not just the iPhone that they're pushing for. Um, They would force USB-C on the iPhone, but also require all of Apple's products, including iPads and AirPods, to all move to USB-C um, if it goes through. So the proposed mandate in Brazil would take effect starting in July 1st. We'll wait to see what happens. Um, that ruling should come pretty soon because, again, I'm recording this on the 15th year anniversary of the iPhone, the original OG iPhone going on sale. That is just incredible. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Before we go, thank you so much to our Platinum Apples at the $100 level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jared Luce, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you to all of you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong, starting at $2 per month is how you do it. Hey, that's going to be our show for this week from remote in San Francisco at an undisclosed hotel somewhere sitting on the floor recording into two pillows. Amazing. (laughs) All right, everybody, take care and be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.